0: Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller.
1: Welcome to Peer Presence All About the Kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered, yet are far from that, and to the parents, professionals, and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience, yet are also present with an expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently misunderstood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are, and the energetic support needed to help balance you and them as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered as a guided meditation during the last 30-minute segment of each episode. Parents and children can listen in together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefit of the information you receive as well as the energy work. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary that you provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at wwwsusymillercom forward slash registerkids. Once registered, the energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of you and your child, and your child will remain on the list until you choose to remove them. We currently have 620 children registered for these episodes. For those of you who listen to Peer Presence on Blog Talk Radio, just like to remind you that we'd love to have you on the Awakening Zone. Awakening Zone is an easy-to-navigate experience, and you don't have to sign up. Join us in the chat room, and you can share your experiences there. And now, before we get started with Peer Presence all about the kids, here's a word from the Awakening Zone Academy.
0: Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, and I'd like to tell you about a new Awakening Zone presentation that I'm hosting called Inside the Mind of God. Since the beginning of life on Earth, humankind has sought to know itself. Who are we? How did we get here? What is our purpose for being? These are just a few of the deep questions that have baffled, intrigued, and tormented some of the greatest minds for millennia. Throughout history, different nations, tribes, and cultures have discovered their own paths to knowledge and developed their own, often quite different, answers to these questions. In a world where religion, science and spirituality have yet to reach any kind of agreement, where do we look for answers? Inside the Mind of God comprises seven interviews exploring the diverse spiritual teachings, belief systems and understandings about the nature of God and reality, who we are and why we are here, with several well-known speakers and teachers. My guests include three channels, one scientist, one medical anthropologist and shaman, a Hawaiian kahuna, and an indigenous spiritual activist and international speaker from the Cheyenne River Lakota Nation. I do hope you'll join me for this fascinating series. For more information on this class, please visit AwakeningZoneAcademy.com.
1: Welcome back to Peer Presence, all about the kids. So today what I'd like to talk with you about is a little bit more about coherence. I want to get a little more specific about what builds coherence between you and your children. I also want to have a conversation about how that coherence actually impacts the children's ability to be here and our ability to be more connected to who they really are. So, you know, what, so what is coherence? You know, what what does that word mean in the first place? And when I look at it from the vantage point of the children or what they've shared over the years, coherence really has to do with the mind, body, and spirit functioning as one. Okay? So but what's interesting is you know you've heard me say this in other ways before and i try to try to give it to you in as many ways as i possibly can so that it so that it um touches you in different places as well but when you look at you know so what is what do we consider neurotypical
0: what
1: re- what neurotypical might mean in relationship to coherence is that a neurotypical individual functions primarily from body and mind awareness? Okay, we we believe we're our bodies, we or we believe that we're our thoughts, and so and we really create our reality from that body mind awareness. So that's neurotypical. When we look at the autistic brain or that perspective, um, that reality, maybe what that really means then is that they function primarily from spirit from energy from dimensional awareness so we have neurotypical individuals looking at the world through mind and body we have um autistic individuals looking at the world through dimension energy spirit and so and we've got you know we're we're attempting anyway to put those two realities together so that there can literally be a coherence, not a coherence just in the individual that's neurotypical nor just a coherence in the individual that is autistic, but a coherence between those two realities. When we have a coherence between those two realities, now we can create something brand new. That's where one-in-one going together no longer equals two. One and one going together literally um, presents us with brand new opportunities. Um, there's an availability when we put mind, body, and spirit together that, um, that just doesn't exist if we're just in spirit or we're just in mind and body. So there's, a, there's an evolutionary energy There is uh, an energy of creation available when we put together these two types of functioning. It's also the very reason why I believe the very fact that so many of these children are here right now, that in and of itself is creating the potential for an evolutionary leap. And not, again, not just because they're here and we're going to become who they are. Um, that would be, I think, a little bit, um, yeah, not not quite an accurate, um, it's not quite accurate and the, the availability in that is not quite as strong as if you put that neurotypical individual together with that autistic individual. You know, what, what is, what is capable of happening because these two realities come together. When I'm having conversations with, you know, I have these weekly conversations with Bill Tiller and, you know, talking about the Autism Healing Intention Program, talking about consciousness, it's, you know, it's kind of a lovely way to spend a Wednesday, no doubt. But when we were talking last Wednesday about how consciousness Um, evolves and how we move from one level of um, awareness to another. And what's interesting is that, you know, he was describing that there will always be one level of consciousness that then gets kind of infiltrated, if you will, by another level of consciousness. And the two levels of consciousness will coexist. They kind of bump around with each other. They try to find common ground and those kinds of things, but that will happen for a period of time until there is some level of coherence that's established. And then it's almost as if the old patterning, the old ideas, the old levels of awareness, they drop away and something brand new is left. But there is always like this commingling, if you will, of energy before that happens. So if we have a whole population of children who are being born on this planet now who ultimately end up with the diagnosis of autism, and if their functioning is primarily from a more energetic, spiritual, dimensional vantage point than what ours has been in the mental and kind of body domain, then, then that's exactly what we have right now. We have two types of awareness, co-mingling, co-creating, or attempting to co-create. And, and because we have those two levels of awareness, co-creating, or attempting to co-create, the neurotypical individual is learning a lot about who they really are, and the autistic individual is learning a lot about who they are it's It's a combination of of these things coming together that really creates a brand new a brand new reality. So nice inhale and exhale, everybody. One of the things that I noticed, and I've shared this with you all before, but you know, if you put a, an autistic individual in the same space. 24 7, like you all probably are experiencing with a neurotypical individual, that neurotypical individual will begin to expand into their intuitive awareness. They will begin to become, have a heightened sensitivity. They will begin to become more conscious of the very Subtle uh, aspects of their children, and the reason, primarily, that that will happen is because number one, that is the energy of the child, but number two, the child is also not playing into the necessarily the mental perspective, nor the bodily perspective. So they don't they don't look and act like we expect them to look and act from a neurotypical perspective. So we are in many ways kind of forced to move into a more intuitive awareness of who these children are, what matters to them, how they function. And to the degree that we're willing to let go of our preconceived ideas about how things quote-unquote should be is really the degree to which that movement or that fluid movement into a more intuitive awareness of who the children are, it, the, That's it becomes much more likely. Um, if we are somebody who kind of naturally are willing to kind of Mm, be curious, be um, be simply able to witness uh, an experience and have some level of curiosity about it. The other cool thing about spirit, um, that that aspect of all of us, which we all have, is it's a very subtle force, but it's a very powerful force, and so... That energy really can draw you um and and very much will draw you, especially as we let go of mm, at, so let me let me back up so if a child isn't talking, they're nonverbal, and so that the the mind has literally been kind of cut out of the equation, so to speak, the way in which we typically engage in our thoughts is through our verbal communication. But if that is taken out of the equation, then we are naturally and organically going to move, really, in many ways, that part is effortless toward a more intuitive awareness um, of who the children are. And it's my belief that if left to our own devices, if, if it was literally just between us and the children, that we would become so intuitively aware of what they need and how they need it and what's important to them. That, and, and we would also be willing, because we are more focused in mind and body, to carry out those actions. If it was left completely to just the parent and the child, you all would figure it out. I, I know that, that you would figure it out because that's because the whole system is set up so that you do become more intuitive and more aware. The challenge becomes when we have all of these amazing professionals, all of these amazing people offering their insights and awareness to what autism is, um, how these children function, what we should be focusing on, what we shouldn't be focusing on. And that includes me uh, in that category as well. I'm giving you, I'm also providing you with a perceptual reality um, of who these children are. And, And that either resonates or it doesn't. But but it's the same. Everybody is offering you a perceptual reality, whether they're a teacher, a doctor, you know, um, a homeopath, an allergist, dietitian. They're, it's all perception. But what's and some of those perceptions really resonate with you, and the reason they resonate with you is because that spirit aspect of you or that intuitive aspect of you is saying, oh. This is a match for me. This is a match for my relationship between myself and my child. This is a This is a piece of of bridge work between my reality and my child's reality and And again, left to our own devices, if we were simply to follow that intuition, if we were to um to say yes to that and incorporate that into our life experience, then indeed that bridge would be created. But I think what happens so often, especially for parents of children diagnosed with autism or any other, you know, condition, you know, quote-unquote condition that is perceived as different, you know, to a neurotypical experience, What happens so often is in our desire to appear as neurotypical as possible and to look like we, you know, it's our natural tendency when we have a situation in our life experience that really makes us stand out to attempt to try to fit back in. And so it's also very common when a certain level of consciousness has been held for a brand, for a long time, a long time, and a new level of consciousness comes in, it's also natural to attempt to go back to what we used to know. I mean, you guys have all had those experiences where you had an aha moment or you had a realization from spirit, if you will, um an energetic realization and once you had it you know the mind and the body almost wish that you could forget it they almost wish that you know you you could function in some other back the way you used to be because at least you knew what that was right so it's not this is not unlike the scenario of okay you're a you know, nice neurotypical individual going through your life and all of a sudden you have a child who presents very outside the norm of neurotypical and it's as natural as natural can be to want to go back to fitting in. And in our attempt to go back to fitting in, what typically happens is we begin to negate some of our intuition we begin to negate some of the awareness that is naturally being naturally arising within us simply because we have the children that we have simply because we're in the experiences that we are in and and in that moment we begin to abdicate some of our our awareness some of our own intuitive um abilities to those individuals that are more vested in helping our children fit in. And it doesn't mean that we don't want our children to fit in. It doesn't mean that we don't want them to have some of the beautiful experiences that are typically human. You know, having a friend, um, you know, being in love, um, enjoying um, literally the fruits and the foods and the experiences the smells the sounds the brilliance of of being on planet earth it doesn't mean that we don't want that to happen but what's really interesting is as new consciousness is evolving as you are becoming coherent with this new level of consciousness between yourself and your children, one of the primary things that becomes a facilitator of that is really your own intuition. And, you know, we hear about mother's intuition. We hear about parental intuition. We also hear about how, Maybe a professional somewhere out in the world might not necessarily want you to follow that. They want you to follow their protocol because that was their intuition. You know, their intuition is telling them that this is what's important. So as we're building coherence between mother and child or parent and child, and as we're building coherence between old levels of consciousness and brand new levels of consciousness, one of the main interfaces for that is going to be your intuition. So when you know, I suggest that you really trust that, I'm not just suggesting it because it's a nice thing to say, or because I'm uh, patronizing you into believing that you know what's right for your children, because the truth is is you do know what's right for your children, but not from simply the perception of mind and body. And your children also know, know what's right. And they know what's right for you, not simply from the perception of spirit. It's, it's this merging of these two energies that creates a brand new reality. It's the merging of these energies that literally create a new human condition And so something as simple as trusting your intuition as you move through this experience. I mean, when your gut says it's wrong, it's wrong. And it doesn't mean it's wrong for everybody, but for you and the coherence that you are attempting to build between yourself and your child, it is quote-unquote wrong for that situation it's not going to add to the coherence so trusting that intuition so one of the other things that happens and makes this a little challenging is that when we are moving through life in a from a certain perspective we have a certain level of awareness and all of a, all of a sudden that awareness begins to get challenged it's you know again a new level of consciousness is overlaid and it kind of um completely discombobulates all of the energy that we have quote unquote known to be true this is true whether you all of a sudden have a child that's diagnosed with something it's also true when all of a sudden you have a new level of awareness about who you are in this world, and you're attempting to now begin to function from that. Regardless, it's kind of the same process. And what happens, um, sometimes uncomfortably, is that the minute you really are wishing that you could trust your intuition the most is about the time that you are also... So confused about what what your intuition has really been sharing with you. It's like when you have that child that has any kind of issues whatsoever, you begin to question everything that you've done up to that point. And that questioning, that that um, literally kind of help, well, a couple things. It helps to deconstruct. The coherence that you have built that has been based simply on the mind and body and and that 's a very good thing you You want to start questioning um, you want to start wondering, being curious about your reality up to that point, because if you don't you know we there has to be some deconstruction phase in order to allow the space to have a new level of consciousness begin to kind of seep in. So we definitely want to, you know, allow a little bit of that confusion, allow that that deconstruction, if you will. But what also has a tendency to happen in that energy is at the very time that we want to be able to trust our intuition the most, Sometimes that's the time that we're beating ourselves up the most as well. And so one of the things I really want to share today and hope that it makes really crystal clear sense is you know and we've heard you know we've heard teachers and sages and all kinds of wise individuals all over the planet say this a million times but we don't really hear it. When something brand new is being created, there usually is a little bit of chaos in the mix. That deconstruction phase can feel very chaotic, but chaos doesn't mean bad. Chaos doesn't mean wrong. Chaos doesn't mean that you have been misinformed or should not trust yourself. Because what has really happened is you have been informed by a certain level of focus, intention, and awareness. You've been informed by the mind and the body prior to having a child diagnosed with autism. After having a child diagnosed with autism, you begin to be informed by a more intuitive, a more spiritual, a more... uh, energetic or dimensional aspect of yourself and that can feel chaotic but it's not wrong it's the readjustment of a new level of consciousness it's everything that has to scatter and separate and and be rewired in order for a brand new level of consciousness to be available to you and to allow a brand-new level of experience to be available both to you as parent and to your children. So more often than not, too, we have this tendency of thinking that if you're, um, you know, that that you're going to be the ones going through all the chaos, But that, the you know, and the children are going to kind of live in this kind of spirit world, if you will, and then all of a sudden they are going to be in the physical world. And that's not necessarily the case either. They go through a level of chaos in their integration process as well. So nice inhale and exhale, please. All right. So we see this. um, This has really shown up as we've been looking at the statistical information within the Autism Healing Intention Program. You know, we watch the kids and the parents both go through this integration phase, and many parents I've talked to over the years have said, oh, my goodness, it's like, you know, no matter what I do with my child, it works for a few days or it works for a few months and then all of a sudden there's a deterioration or um you know things fall apart well part of that has to do part of that has to do with the fact that the child is is attempting to integrate and they also have to go through that phase of integrating kind of neurotypical experiences or awareness. And as they move into that, they're going to hit that same level of chaos because they've had a certain perceptual reality, and all of a sudden another reality is being overlaid on that, and they have to kind of figure out where that all works. So it's not just that these kids are here pulling us to their vantage point Again, it's a brand new level of consciousness. It's a brand new level of, um, it's a brand new level of awareness. Right? Okay. So inhale and exhale, everybody. All right. So what I want to do today, as we play in the energy is I'd really like to, you know, within the collective consciousness of those of you who are listening live or will listen to this recording at some point, what's interesting here is is the opportunity to kind of look into the body, look into the mind, and look into the spirit and support a level of coherence there for you, And then look into the mind, look into the body, look into the spirit of the children and support um, a level of coherence there. But then begin to really merge them and merge them at, I'll call, an impact point of our own intuition, being able to trust our own intuition, being able to use intuition and self-awareness as a bridge between these the neurotypical experience and the uh autistic or energetic spirit experience, right? All right. So, let's go ahead and play there. So, if you will um if you'll allow yourself to get comfortable somewhere And again, if kids are coming in and out or that kind of thing, that's fine. Just invite them to the experience. All right. All right. So, let's go ahead and find our breath. All right. So, let's Um, We're going to do this in segments here, so definitely a segment for the parents, a segment for the children, and then a segment for the coherent energy between you that surfaces through your own intuition. So as I look at the collective consciousness of the parents in relationship to this energy, let's go right first into the body. So within the body, and I'm not talking just about the physical body, but if I said to go to the body, to your body's awareness, all the places where that body's awareness is available to you, subtle realms, not so subtle realms, Within that bodily awareness, there are different types of information that we have accumulated, coagulated, made real that may or may not serve us as we move to new levels of consciousness or move into co-creation with our children. So just to make it as simple and kind of... um, just so that the mind doesn't necessarily hook on to any of this information um in a unproductive way, we're gonna call this information that you've coagulated in the in the physical body or in the in the body, we're gonna call it blocks, bytes and bits of information. Okay? I'll use those terms. So we're going to make this as easy, easy as possible. In your body, where in those places where you are not allowing coherence with yourself, with your children, and with a new level of consciousness that can be available because of this combination, the blocks of information are the most dense. And so we want to put the blocks of information in a place, in a space, where they can actually be used. So this may make sense or may make no sense, but if we can just follow along, I think that you'll end up feeling much lighter because of it. So if those blocks of information in the body related to your body's awareness could simply be sent to the ninth dimension of you. Do that now and just through your intention. And you might notice that there is an immediate lightness that takes place within the body. So in further episodes, we'll understand more about why that's the case But for right now, let's just enjoy the lightness that takes place simply because we place the energy that we've made real in the right dimension so that we can create a little bit more space for a new level of consciousness. Okay. So the bites of information related to the body that are not going to serve this new level of consciousness. Let's intend that those be sent to the eighth dimension of your being. Okay. And as we go into the body and look at the bits of information that you've accumulated that keep you from your own intuition, that keep you from new levels of your own consciousness. Let's go ahead and put that in the seventh dimension. There we go. There's an expansion that takes place. There's a there's a movement of energy that takes place. Putting these blocks, bites, and bits of information... Into the ninth, eighth, and seventh dimension are also very functional from your children's perspective as well. As you've heard me say, the children function primarily, even though they're here, they function primarily in the seventh, eighth, and ninth dimension. So moving that energy that are that are stopping you, if you will, from really being able to absorb the full intuitive awareness that you have being able to allow space for new levels of consciousness giving that information to the ninth, eighth and seventh dimension actually provides information to the children as well okay that's kind of where they're functioning they see what you just let go of they see what you just created the space for okay so nice inhale and exhale everybody yeah, that the camera kept the say. Okay. All right. So we're going to do the same thing in the mind. So, for working body, mind, and spirit, go into your mind. Okay. And that neurology, the way in which the mind is feeding information to a particular neurological pattern. We talked about this new neurology that's been available. Part of the reason why that new neurology had to be put in place is because we needed a lot more flexibility to create coherence with new levels of consciousness. And so the the, the neurology actually begins to change. As it begins to change, there literally is space, again, to be more intuitively connected to the spirit aspect of yourself or that broader perspective of yourself. So within the mind aspect of you also blocks bits and bytes of information. So one of the things that I will say about this experience is as we put the blocks, bytes and bits of information, in the dimension that is appropriate to um, uh, kind of support the, um, the dismantling of that information and or with really a lot of ease and grace. You put it in the right space and it moves with fluidity. You put it in density and it's really hard to get out of one um, perceptual reality as far as the mind is concerned and into another one. The other thing that happens with this is in the next few weeks you might really get to see where you have hold, held on to certain mental constructs, certain belief systems. You know, you said this is the way it is, and then all of a sudden in the next few weeks you begin to have experiences of, well, maybe that's not how it is. And maybe maybe that that construct was based on, you know, past experience or old realities, but it's not going to take you into a new one or a new experience with your child. So, so just notice that over the next few weeks as well. So let's go ahead and gather up anything that is a block of information that is not going to support your coherence with your child or new levels of consciousness. And let's put those blocks of information in the ninth dimension. There you go. So what you might notice is there's just a quietness in the mind. So up up until now, if the mind's been saying, what the heck is going on? What does this mean? What will this do? All of a sudden, as we begin to put this type of information in its rightful place for expansion, the mind can rest. The mind doesn't have to work so hard to figure it all out. The mind doesn't have to be right. You know, we can lose our intention to be right and move into an intention to be coherent with our next stage of connection or evolution or relationship, right? All right, so, so if we can now take the bytes of information that aren't going to add to this coherence and move those to the eighth dimension for coherence. Just more space for those bytes of information in the eighth dimension. Really simple. And then let's go into the mind and gather up the bits of information and put those into the seventh dimension. Okay, into the seventh dimension. Allowing that to expand. There you go. And just notice how the mind feels right now. Notice the space. And notice the feel, if you will, of the body. Is the body able to be in relaxation, openness versus contraction? So we'll allow that space. All right. So now let's move to the children. So the children have the information, if you will about what you let loose of, what you put into the seventh, eighth, and ninth dimension in order to allow something new. And so let's go into the spirit aspect of the children because the spirit aspect of the children also has blocks, bites, and bits of information in it. That keep them detached from the mind and body. So just as we had to kind of expand our energy into the seventh, eighth, and ninth dimension to have a little bit of relief, coherence, the children's energy is really much, much broader. And the seventh, eighth, and ninth dimension. So, the, when we put take their blocks, bytes, and bits of information from spirit, if you will, it's almost like we are descending that information into the. We are anchoring some of that information in the seventh, eighth, and ninth dimension as awareness. There you go. You got it. Somebody just went. Oh. I got it. All right. So the blocks of information, and again, these are blocks to the spirit focus of the children being open to, integrated with, more coherent to the experience of mind and body. That's the direction they're coming Okay, so blocks of information that don't align with that level of coherence, we're gonna ask the children simply to move those into the ninth dimension, so we're asking them kind of to step that energy down to the ninth dimension, yeah, so so to myema so creates a bit of a anchoring or grounding not in the third dimension, not in the fourth dimension, not in the fifth dimension, just just where it's most comfortable, and where that information kind of can intermingle and and build coherence with what you put in the ninth dimension. Okay. So just allowing that to be a little bit of a anchoring, a positioning, if you will, for your children in mind and body. And then let's go back to that spirit aspect of the children and gather up the bites of information that might prevent this level of mind-body-spirit coherence. And let's place that information in the eighth dimension. We go. It's like being able to have a conversation where the conversation can actually be had versus in a place where there's too much of a chasm between the two awarenesses.
0: Here we go.
1: Stepping it in just a little bit more. And now the bits of information in the spirit domain or spirit focus of the kids. And offering the intention that that information go to the seventh dimension So if you're a parent that typically feels for your children, and by that I mean sometimes that you pick up, you're sensitive enough to pick up the energy of them and the feelings that they have in their physical bodies, you might notice as we move blocks, bites, and bits of information to the ninth, eighth, and seventh dimension you might be having some physical sensations in your body, specifically in the legs, in the feet, in the hip girdle, maybe even a little bit of an opening in the heart. As you feel just more information, more awareness being available for the children in the physical in the body. All right. A nice deep inhale and exhale, everybody. So we're going to go into that ninth dimension with the information that you put there, the information that the children put there. And we're going to intend, we're going to command into coherence in the ninth dimension all of those blocks of information, commanding them into coherence. Okay, like a reorganization. bit of a shuffling, a building of new structure, like a combination of your awareness or what's prevented you from your awareness and the children's awareness or what's prevented them from awareness. Really get to have a conversation here. Get to create something new. This is where one and one doesn't equal two anymore. This is where a parent and child doesn't necessarily simply represent now a nice parent-child relationship. It represents something much bigger, much broader in consciousness. You create something that's available that's not been available before. So let's tone that up just a little bit in the ninth dimension, make it matter. Okay. Mention building coherence in those bites of information. There you go. Let them commingle. Let the let let there be a little chaos for a second. Find or feel the movement of energy, and then find the pause in that energy. Said that. There you go. There you go. And let's tone that into matter. Tone it up. I I <sighs> Bytes of information are kind of like the belief systems between these two realms, the body-mind belief systems and the spirit belief systems. And there, there are belief systems. They're structured a little bit differently, but they still uh, exist. And so it's not, so we're putting a new structure together. We're, again, dismantling two old structures, putting back a brand new one. Um, yeah. tataka a Yamata. Okay. Here we go. I. Yeah. tatakama. ma.
0: Oh.
1: Hold on a second. There's lots breaking down in this structure. Can't <coughs> Okay. All right. Let's get it to coherence. Here we go. Kakamoko Aye. Ah. now taking those bits of information in the seventh dimension, really subtle entanglements into the reality of body and mind and into the reality of spirit, very subtle entanglements that have kind of prevented a coherence body, mind, and spirit. So seventh dimension, let's let that energy kind of re-entangle, but for coherence between body, mind, and spirit. Like we get to have all of those awarenesses in coherence. They all become valid. They all become important. It's just that they don't cancel each other out. They don't stop us from having that full experience of life. And by us, I mean the parents, the children, those of us that support the process. Okay,
0: and
1: let's tone up that coherence into matter. Here we go. Here <sighs> we reworking the realities that we've been functioning in, placing them where they can really be functional, where the coherence can really be built so that that can begin to filter back down into matter so that that can become our experience and our vantage points the children's vantage points and our vantage points they're a little bit different and within each individual they're a little bit different we can't really address that difference today but we can in- address the general mm, the general awareness the general focus and bring that really into coherence for body mind and spirit new levels of consciousness within all of those. All right. So if you've drifted a bit during this experience, just allow yourself to be right here right now, present and accounted for. And as you allow yourself to be present and accounted for, just notice your breath. And while you're at it, notice your body, notice your mind. And allow that breath to begin to move through the body. And as it moves through the body, also allow it to soften the mind again. There you go. Allow the breath to kind of keep the mind kind of tuned into what you just did, even as you come more into a physical reality consciousness. So allow that breath to move through the body, moving arms and legs, wiggling fingers and toes, Ugh, stretching. Rotating your neck and shrugging your shoulders. There you go. And then take three nice deep inhalations and exhalations. And on the third exhale, breathe your eyes open. Breathing your eyes open. And as you do so, just check in again. How's the body? How's the mind? How's the spirit? Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution. And your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You have not chosen an easy role, but you've chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, we will be blessed with not only seeing them, but the deeper truth of who we are as well. If you would like additional information about the children and your connection to them, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's suz M I L L E R there you will find articles videos books and details for upcoming certification processes our next level 1 certification process will begin in july july and september are the last level 1 courses that i will facilitate Beginning in 2015, the Level 3 practitioners will be offering Level 1 in various locations around the globe and via via teleconferences. If you haven't signed up for the monthly free newsletter, please do so. There you'll begin to learn about the results of the Autism Healing Intention Program, future upcoming certifications, and there are lots of great articles and information. Coming up next on The Awakening Zone at 1 p.m. is the New Consciousness Review with Miriam Knight. Miriam will host Dr. Metlevkova, I want to make sure I get it as close as possible, in a discussion regarding the digestive intelligence. might be a really great one to listen to after this one. Join me again on June 6th for Pure Presence Aligning to Self. Thank you again for spending time with me today. And until next time on Pure Presence, many, many blessings.
0: and inspiration for our evolving consciousness.